Good day, and welcome to Far Reaches. We are four people from similar parts of the world who have wound up chasing different dreams and living different lives. We are Richard, Raleigh, Joel, and Micah. Richard and Micah are from Southeast Oregon, from two small ranching communities known as Pine Creek and Plush. Raleigh and Joel are from Northeast Oregon, from the Pendleton area. We met through college, mutual friends, and heard of stories of each other. Somehow wound up being at the same place at the same time. See, we live and work in different parts of the U.S. now and have all taken different paths to get to where we are. We all talk separately and live far apart. So we decided we should try and talk more together. We hope you come along and enjoy. Officially on. Recording in progress. Hey! At your mom and them, welcome. This is the Morsel Dude Town. Welcome to the new edition of the Far Reaches podcast on NPR. I'm your co-host, Micah, and Joel, and Richard for all things Far Reaches. Just kidding. We'd never do that. Welcome to Far Reaches podcast. I'm Micah. That's Joel Richards hiding behind the veil of sickness. Raleigh is on calving duty. I mean, a wife could pop any day. So we are brought to you this week and every week by our extremely good friends at B&K Auto Salvage in the scenic and beautiful Grand Ronde Valley includes the grand and baker city two locations to serve you for all your needs you can go in there and uh, use promo code malarkey that's right promo code malarkey that's going to get you a discount on stuff you go in there and buy or pull and if you're selling some scrap which is a pretty good business these days cleaning up the place you're going to get a little bit better price they're going to pay you more because you use promo code malarkey so make sure you tell your friends to shop at bnk thank them for being a Proud sponsor of the Far Reaches podcast. While you're at it, don't forget to share this with your friends. This thing is available wherever uh, podcasts are found or on YouTube or as we're here live on the Facebook tonight. So kids, we'll start this week like we do most everyone with uh, kind of an informal reach around. So um, Richard, since you might die at any moment uh, and we'd like to get those last dying gasps out of you, do you want to kick off your reach around? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, longer. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, without that hat, you're nothing but a skinny longer. Good. Yeah. I had a crazy uh, week in real estate. Uh, reached new uh, new measures of irrationalist irrationalism and people. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I lost a lot of sleep over that. That was fun. Um, I. Uh, really like deals to come together and it's really hard on me when i can't logically could figure out why why they don't and yeah so uh and i i said a lot of time going over in my head and over and over again where i screwed up and what went wrong and what could possibly be wrong with yeah anyways just endless things and so that's what you're saying I, uh, probably spend a lot more energy on it than normal humans and probably should learn not to. I had a hippie friend once tell me I needed to work on healthy detachment, but mm. I've never quite been able to uh, master that. What a great name for a band, right? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, had uh, got the grass-fed cattle off into Idaho, so they're oh, awesome. the second half of, half of their journey. So that was today. Oh. Uh, I got a lot. Did three days of horseback work this week, so <clears throat> from. Not bad since it's uh, it's only Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. 
anyways, but uh, it's uh, been like months since I was able to get on a horse, so it was uh, it's been bad. probably uh, yeah, I haven't forgot how to do it, so that's good. You still have that nice horse we saw a while back, that one you picked up. Uh, he got hurt. Really? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I just good. I just wasn't listening. I was distracted, and I just came into it right here. I'm like, you call a white horse? Oh man! Um, wow. Okay. No, but I didn't mean it in a bad way. Okay, it's still. <laughs> I might have beat a little bit, so there's that. Yeah. So. You were getting a sideways look from across my room. Yeah, exactly. Good thing we don't have live video. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be a knock at Joel's door any second now. I'm like, I wonder who that could be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it got hurt. That's too bad. Yeah. Uh, tore his, uh, well, I probably was partially, but uh, something sheath. I can't think of it right now. Uh, Not that sheath. No, no. Okay, uh, down, down the, down the foot. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's been laid off for six months, and he was looking good last time we saw him. So he's living at Open A with oh. Davis. Yeah, living the pie life. And, uh, so I bought another horse for my sister Ricardo. This nice Pinto horse or Palomino horse, and he's been doing really good. Uh, the first time I rode him in a Corral loading trucks, he doesn't never done that apparently. Oh well. So you're still talking to us, so it must have went fairly good. Yeah. Well, I got a heating pad on my arm, so. <laughs> God, we're going to send you some duct tape and gorilla goods. Sound like you're coming apart at the seams, man. But the Border Collie's doing really good, so, yeah. There, there's a high point there for sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's always a good sign when uh, you invest two years in a dog and, uh, they actually start to work out, so that's uh, good because investing two years in dogs that don't work out is really annoying. Way worse. Way worse. Yeah. So uh, we uh, got Thanksgiving plans with the sister in Winnemucca and uh, wedding plans in December, so we got a busy couple weeks ahead of us. Cool. And uh, a lot of real estate stuff I had tight going on the years, I'll coming together here towards the end of the year so life's pretty good other than that i uh cannot seem to uh stay well for very long. yeah so, <laughs> but we'll have to, uh... i would uh, not ship any cattle tomorrow or uh do anything and probably try to sleep in until like eight or not leave the house until 9 30 we'll see how it goes I'll, I'll call you to make sure that doesn't happen don't worry yeah so well somebody will probably call you call me before oh i hope so yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, because like, you play that game, don't you? Idaho. Who gets up earlier? Dad yeah, that did take a trailer load of cattle to Idaho today. So, uh, oh, you're gonna get a call in, yeah, yeah, because yeah, especially if he's an hour ahead, it'll be like three yeah. o'clock in the morning when he calls you. So, he was actually, uh, I couldn't sleep last night, so I think I headed out to Adel around four o'clock this morning. Mm -hmm. and, uh, he called me at 6 30 wondering when i was going to come out to Adele. i was like you're an hour late old man <laughs> first time for everything right <laughs> I, I, well, I, had the, I had the cattle across and in the sorted to go into the truck by before dark i mean before light first yeah. light. so that's the one nice thing about being fit so 
you didn't have to break into a shop or nothing either. Congratulations. You are getting yeah. better. Yeah. 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 There's a point this morning when I cut this uh, about four two thirty, or I was like, shit, I might as well just go to work. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I feel you there. Definitely. Yeah. No doubt, man. I guess that's what happens when you get old because now it, now I can hurt myself sleeping. So I don't know. <laughs> Probably Al beating on you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I haven't worn my sunglasses in like three weeks because it's dark when I go to work and it's dark when I come home. <laughs> I'm like, dark, dark. Yeah. Like, <laughs> today I got home early. I got home at like quarter to six. So I saw like a little bit of sun as I sat on the back porch. But yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. It gets light earlier though, right? Affirmative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I've been waking up really easily at like seven lately because I feel like it's <clears throat> super bright. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like 648 or something like that, uh, roughly. Yeah, but hell, it'll be what the shortest day of yours in February or December? December, December 20, 21st, isn't it? And then the solstice? Yeah, that day's like three, there's like three hours of sunlight that day. <laughs> a little bit more, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm looking up on the old handy dandy. Uh, That's a good question. I'm be curious. Uh, What's well, the sunrise? Like six fifty-five tomorrow. It says so. According to the app, yeah. The golden hour is from six forty to seven thirty. Yeah. Wait, are Boom. you looking up uh, what's the shortest day of the year? Well, how many hours? No, are I'm you? looking up the freaking um, sunrise. <clears throat> okay, so hours of. So solstice is the, yeah. Um, what up? Yeah. There's only machines that had all the knowledge in the world at your fingertips. What will we do? Yeah. We could argue about it for six hours and drink a bunch of beer. That's that we could say. definitely do. That's why we don't write shit down. Yeah. I remember that's the, winner. That's, the one thing, that's the worst thing that happened to the internet. I remember going to the bar. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'd have a disagreement, but nobody, like, the only way to settle the disagreement would be to go to actual physical library that had long since closed. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah. So instead of, uh, knowing right immediately you had to argue about it all night and like you'd stop arguing about it then it'd come back up somebody bring it back up dan albertson yeah and it was actually more fun never knowing that now we don't have that kind of a conversation at the bar anymore because no it was it was the art of the logic like let me walk you through this so do you agree x well yeah of course do you agree why? Well, yeah, I suppose. Then what about Z? Hell no. Like, what? That's the natural progression of the argument. Like, you know, yeah, it was. Remember, we almost got kicked out of the Long Branch for, uh, I was trying to ex explain terminal crossbreeding. And uh, Gene, the little three foot uh, bartender, was like, you're, you're using too foul a language, Mike. We're going to have to ask you to leave. And I'm like, I'm in the freaking Long Branch, dude. What do I have to be saying here to get kicked out? But, Terminal crossbreeding does it apparently. Apparently, especially when I'm trying to explain it to Bradbury. Yeah. So, <laughs> one of my random memories. I have a divergent. We have divergent perspectives on terminal crossbreeding. <laughs> this was like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Mike is right. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite memories, though, because 
like Jeannie, when she would run the cash register, she couldn't hardly even see it. That's how short she was. And then so she comes over and she's like, Mike, you're going to have to control yourself. You're just, you just can't have that kind of language in here. And I was like, Jesus, where am I? I think I'm in the back room of the Long Branch, but I wasn't even out front. But uh, anyways, we, I still laugh oh, about that. Yeah. Can you de define real quickly what terminal cross breeding? Oh God, we don't want to go there. No. Briefly. I just want, what is that? <laughs> So it's when you got an older cow that's probably not going to make much more in your herd, maybe last year. And so you're going to usually breed her to something that you don't necessarily want back into your herd, but might give you good meat or something that you can market easier. So you're going to run with a larger bull or a different breed or something, because that's the terminal cross of that cow in your herd. So that's okay. the 30,000 foot elevation. It's not near as sexy as it sounds like when it's Long Branch, but yeah. By the way, the longest or the number of daylight hours on December 21st will be seven hours and 49 minutes, <clears throat> which is eight hours and 48 minutes shorter than the summer solstice. Oh, wow. Significant. Yeah. Half the yeah. It's like more than half. Cutting yeah. More, cutting half. Cutting yeah. more than half. Can't get my words out. Cutting in twain, even some might say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the chance to use the word twain. So uh, I just came across a tweet that I usually agree with. Do you, do you follow the libs of TikTok? I do not. No. Aren't they all libs? No. Yeah. So they post some pretty funny or disturbing videos, however you look at it on, on Twitter. But um, I usually agree with them. This here, they say, uh, according to Georgetown University, you can't take off your mask to sneeze. So somebody in their in their class just took off their mask and sneezed, and they wrote a letter that like you have to work keep your mask on. And, like the comments agree with the that you shouldn't take the. the that's the point of the mask, right? What's the thing again? <laughs> That you don't have to take your mask off to sneeze or you should? Well, the if you were to apply it, okay, the right wing would say you should be able to take off your mask if you have to sneeze. And then liberals are saying you need to keep your mask on. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree with the liberals. That's the entire purpose of the mask, right? Mm, I don't want to get to that point, but... Um... It's to stop like the big droplets you think it's gonna stop it for coming out like like <laughs> right into the mask and then you got shit all on the back side of it like fuck no if it thank works you. for anything all it works for is to stop big if droplets big like honking loogies but what's wrong with like, yeah. just sneezing into your your sleeve or whatever like you're supposed to do now instead of your hand but yeah but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna look down on you either way i'm just gonna be like mm, it's kind of weird you sneeze right into that and then it's like here like <laughs> no thanks sorry like, i don't that seems very unappealing to me. But to me, it seems like it's kind of like you're walking around with your mouth in your elbow. And then when you go to sneeze, you like move your elbow and sneeze. It's the same idea. Well, you, got your, you got your diaper on. You like, I, don't, I just wouldn't want it like in here the whole time after I sneeze. Like I'm going to go like this. I'm going to go somewhere else and do a handkerchief, something. I just don't want to like sneeze into my 
face guard, so to speak. So smell, smell like spit inside your bed. whatever. Yeah, and again, like, what happened to choice? Like, I don't care what your opinion is. If like, if I'm sneezing, I'm not walking up to you and be like, "Hey, Joel, guess what?" Ha ha! Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm doing. But people sneeze, like, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see that. I mean, I like see. they shouldn't have the freaking mask on to begin with if they don't want to. So every time I go into sunlight, I can't stop sneezing. Mm, yeah, what is that from? That's a condition. It, yeah, it's called photo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sneeze disease. Sneeze disease. What, Richard? What's it called? You know? Are you sneezing Auto, right now? Autosomal dominant compelling heliophallic outburst. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Is that what you just said? Uh, the acronym is Achu. Of course. So they freaking like just made shit up till they got to that. Yeah. Characterized by uncontrollable sneezing in response to the sudden exposure to bright light. Gotcha. So they had to come up with some way to make it be a chew. Yeah. Also known as photic sneezing. Yeah. There you go. Photic. That makes yeah. Sense. I got that shit. Well, congratulations. I, I thought it was autoerotic, but that's a different story. So yeah. that might be well too. Yeah. But, uh, you don't, know if, you don't know if he has that until you find him hanging in his closet. Precisely. Yeah. So, you know, we got to teach him to do a good slip knot. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's only one symptom and one, uh, <laughs> one end to that. I, I feel like one time I saw, like, on Jerry Springer or something, like a woman that she would orgasm every time she sneezed. Mm, yeah. She carried around a can of pepper in her pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's better known as uh, Kung Fu Syndrome. <laughs> oh, my God. You have an orgasm every time you sneeze? What are you taking for it? Pepper? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what are you just talking about? <laughs> Did you cut your hair too short? They're all just going over your head now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's back when we used to tell jokes at the bar too. Like literally just tell jokes to each other, you know. Oh, that reminds me. To, yeah. You'd have to be able to pick up the David Carradine reference there, Grasshopper. Yes, that one too. Yeah. Yes, Grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind, Joel. Yeah. What? Kung Fu? Never mind. David Carradine? Carradine Brothers? Like, uh, man. So just when I think you're like, John Candy and I'm alone. Like, oh, I, I got full circle. What's that? <laughs> We're talking about autoerotica. Autoerotica. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. That's how David Carriage died. Yeah, in the closet in Thailand or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the guy from Kill Bill yeah. died from that. And the grasshopper. And he yeah. was in a movie called Kung Fu. Kung, Kung Fu TV show, actually. Yeah. I think we just yeah. proved that Joel's a millennial. Yes, we did. Like there was <laughs> like there wasn't any other. <laughs> I thought yeah. Kung Fu Kung Fu is a genre of something. Well, there was a TV show also in the 70s, yeah. Grasshopper. It's like is it a martial art? Kung Fu? Yes, martial Kung Fu is a martial art as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or as uh, Mr. Houchin, David Poyo's dad calls it, Dung Flu. That was his favorite name for the TV show because we would watch it. Oh, I see you guys are watching Dung Flu. Like, Mr. H is like the originator of all dad jokes ever. Yeah. 
I bow in his presence. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have pun wars at the dinner table, and Mrs. H would just be ready to choke us with a potholder. It was awesome. I still remember when we went to Dave's wedding and he was on the crusade to find some turkey and some gravy. It's all he effing wanted was turkey Thanksgiving. and gravy for yeah. Thanksgiving. And we went yeah. to homemade noodles. We ended up at the Chinese restaurant, yeah, singing fa ra 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 Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> the line to get into the buffet at the Bellagio was like four hours long. We're like, no. <laughs> I had some boa I'd stole from somebody I was wearing, so we ended up at a Chinese restaurant, like seven of us at a table for four. It's one of my favorite memories. Well, that and the shifter we pulled at Margaritaville, that was pretty fun, too. It was a pretty good wedding, actually. Not bad. You remember part of that, Richard? <laughs> I remember parts of Margaritaville. <laughs> we were all... Clear memories. Probably learning that our we had a $900 tab at Nine Pint Irishman. Hi, Jesus. Yeah, we almost shite ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is open to Margaritaville in Times Square. Oh, no kidding. <clears throat> Probably yeah. afford it. But. Yeah, we had a good time at the one in Vegas. Yeah. Mr. Uh, well, all the Houch and Gang, you know, big, big uh, Jimmy Buffett fans. Mr. Mr. H used to write like the Coconut Telegraph, like the uh, Jimmy Buffett, like newsletter for the fans, fan club or something. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> big Buffett fans. So, of course, we had a good. But yeah, so we were at, at Nine Fine Irishmen. Like one of the mornings we were down there, me and Bradbury and Fester. And we're definitely a little slow this morning. So we're sitting there and like by the fire, some vitamin G, you know, having some dinner or some breakfast, whatever the hell it was, some kind of food, drinking pints. And this dude sits down at a table next to us and gets like this massive, like, I don't know, 30 some ounce pint or whatever. And we're like, dude, we want those. So the stewardess starts bringing us those big pints and we are having a good time. And a little while later, this guy's had like two of these big pints at his table and he gets his tab and he's like, holy shit, these things are like $28 a piece or something. And so we're all like spitting the Guinness back into our glass because there's, there, we couldn't even afford to pay attention. We were just so broke college students, like just had like part-time jobs or some shit. Like we had no money. Yeah, we had a mega tab at freaking nine fine hours. We're like, check, check, please, <laughs> check now. <laughs> we it took us like years to pay that trip off, man. It was insane. <laughs> like it was what Dave's tenth anniversary. I think What's... I was in the oil field when I paid that one off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Years later, yeah, like. <laughs> I was one or two jobs later, which wasn't that long. Um, but still, yeah, I was like. <laughs> Finally, like the 10th anniversary, I think we went back and we could almost afford to, to do Vegas by that point. Yeah, but that first one. And when he found out how much those beers were, we're like, oh, Jesus, put it back, put it back, put it back. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> you ever like, like I had a debit card and I didn't even have a credit card, you know, and I'm like. I know when I run this, it's going to put me in the negative, like, but I have to pay it. Like I physically know I will be negative money in my bank account. Yeah. Like, it's like nothing you can do, man. Yeah. But damn, it was fun. So that's just one of our many memories. 
Uh, I've never, <clears throat> I've never gone and experienced like any like bars in Vegas. Really. Oh, really? Yeah. Every time I go, I just go to, like the casino bars, right? Drink to the casino. Yeah, well, that's where most of the time we spend too. Right? We just... Are there there cool bars like this Five Nine? Nine Fine is in uh, New York, New York. Yeah, Nine Fine Irishman. Oh, it's like in the casino. It's itself. in just yeah, it's in New York, New York. Yeah, so. Uh, not the only place I've been to off the strip is like the Golden Calf or the Golden Steer. I, uh, I've been there to that. It's like a steakhouse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Old yeah, school. Yeah. It's really good. Way it's good. Cool. The best place to go. You'd never, you'd drive by it if you weren't looking for it. It's like a little shitty strip mall. You know? Yeah. That place is awesome. Junior Junior yeah, advised us that go. place for Andy Katz's uh, bachelor party. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well done. Well done. What's that, Richard? Reno's the place that has the best bar life. Oh, Nevada, it dude. Blows, I mean, it blows the the bars in Reno blow the ones in Las Vegas away. If you want to yeah. just go, if you want to go like pro drink, Reno's the place to go. <laughs> What's that crowd like? Isn't Reno just mostly like retirees? No, no. no it's it, fun. Reno is it pretty rough? Oh yeah, it used yeah. to be really rough, but now we got the Tesla wussies. But yeah, yeah. If you really wanted to like drink with the pros go drink it in Rito in the early 2000s like i've literally been kicked out of casinos at six o'clock in the morning like not kicked out like nicely escorted out no. the door like physically packed out and thrown outside doors onto the street i was drinking in the bar they threw you into public yeah <laughs> Don't you come back to Chuck E. Cheese either, you son of a bitch. Yeah, like <laughs> so we can't stay at Circus Circus anymore, is what Richard's saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to go, did you say pro drinking? Is that what you said, Richard? Yeah. I think that was the term. There is, like it used to be as I get back to my hotel room and get like three gin and tonics. Yeah. So yeah, I remember in Vegas, you got like three or four G&Ts, some Bloody Marys, cheeseburgers, some fries, something else. It was quite the extravaganza. Yeah. <laughs> it was spread. I didn't eat any of it. I just No, it well, you had some of the fries and then spit them in the air. That was about it. Uh, we did have a couple of the Bloody Marys where we drove my car across the street. But anyways, yeah, we could do like a four-hour podcast just on getting from L-Town to Vegas that alone yeah not to mention all the time there and then the drive back yeah so <laughs> i don't even remember leaving l-town <laughs> we should go to vegas yeah i'm in, I'm in. yeah it's always good a couple days no more than that usually though two or three max that's kind of <clears throat> it used to be a lot easier when you're uh, in oregon huh? yeah you catch the old allegiant flying out of pasco uh that was always fun going to nfr because it was like oh shit raleigh bigsby has entered the waiting room are you kidding me folks we're gonna have a balls yeah you get the uh allegiant flight from out El- from pendleton like it's like the whole class is headed down well look at this individual he's all slicked off smiling man hardly recognize you good day mr bigsby say hi. say hi to everybody raleigh Hi to who? Who am I talking to? The whole world, man. Yeah, we're, we're freaking live and in stereo. Oh, wonderful. We're on the Facebook Live right now, so behave yourself. Not that it would really matter. You're going to say the same shit anyways, but just so you know. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome. We were just doing an extended reach around, so you're just in time. Yeah. Extended reach around. It's been good. Yeah. We've all been in on one way, shape, or form. So, uh, you know, everybody wins. Hey, I saw Shane Smith and the Saints on uh, Wednesday. At the oh, cool. That's the right. Day. You were headed headed down there to see him. Yeah. There was only like, uh, I don't know, maybe 100 people at the concert. Oh, shit. Yeah. That'd be epic, dude. Yeah, it's cool to see him like, in that venue. Still they, were, uh, they were featured on uh, Yellowstone this past week as well. I heard. Pretty heard cool. That. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, Rawls, you want to give us a reach around? It's been a while. I've missed it. Um, just momentarily waiting for labor to begin. All right. You're talking about somebody to build your fence or the wife? Both. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. We're, we had a doctor's appointment today. Tomorrow's a due date. Um, we had an ultrasound yesterday. And, um, baby's large and uh, ready to come out. So they did a procedure this afternoon to kind of help uh, potentially induce labor or get things started that direction. And uh, we're just, it's a waiting game right now. We've got a little dilation already and it's just kind of. I have to laugh because of this, the, like the information people share about pregnancies, like a people think it's all right to come up and like touch a woman because she's pregnant. And yeah. then we hear, you know, dilation, like, yeah, two centimeters or whatever like i've taken your word for it there's no fucking doubt about that like congratulations but yeah i'm over here so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it means that we're within a couple days at the latest probably yeah but, but kelly's probably ballooned up to what 119 pounds maybe 120 she exceeded that yes I didn't mean to get you in the ditch on that one. Any, I'm sorry. I won't talk any numbers, but her eyeballs when she stepped on the scale at the deal today was good watching. So good watching. Yeah. All right. 125. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's why I made sure to note that the baby's big. Absolutely. Yeah. She should have checked her EPDs before she got tangled up with you. Yeah. Well, the, the interesting part about that is, is these late term or, or full term um, ultrasounds they do they can actually vary a pound um, with their uh, diagnosis. They just. Hmm. So anywhere from nine to 11, then is what you're expecting. Uh, well, high sevens, then not high nines. So, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, we'll see. <clears throat> I don't know what to expect. So I'm just kind of sitting back with a catcher's glove. There you go. Yeah. You get those, uh, Oh, those little booties knitted for the calf pullers too yeah <laughs> i think the, yeah you don't just change the clink around yeah what was that richard i can tell from the pictures with the dogs the dogs are really in tune to mm, yeah the, yeah yeah oh it's true yeah those dogs are a pain in the ass <laughs> no they're they are constantly they're of course she's her life doesn't get too far from the warm house right now just kind of that point in the pregnancy and so those dogs are they're usually going and working and stuff and they're so they're at home with her all day and so they're kind of just stir crazy affirmative yeah yeah 
They're probably so yeah. The, other than that, the, the, what's again, that? I said they're probably anxious. They probably know something's up. Oh yeah, sure. They're waiting for it. Yeah, they. I'm sure they might know something's up. We'll see how well they like it when it finally gets here. Yeah, that's going to change the world, won't it? Yeah, it's not going to be all about the dogs anymore. Poor little bastards. Yeah. See what it's like when it gets here. Like, do you, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? Or you just don't even know. It's a boy. Yeah. It's a boy. Bobby I mean, had a baby. It's a boy. I would refer to it as an it until I like actually see it. You know. Yeah. Well, it. I don't know how else to describe it at this point. It's, I'm not the one packing around in my belly. Well, that, yeah. It's not, you know. There's that. Yeah, well put. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, just kind of gearing up for winter. Um, trying to stay ahead of everything with the cattle and whatnot and have, allow for a little free time to kind of focus on this for right now. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Coolio. Mr. Joel, it's a tough act to follow, but you want to jump in on the reach around after Rawls? I already went. Went to that concert. Oh, yeah, you kind of did. Yeah, I didn't realize. You, you, you sort of just like weave in and out of the conversation. So I wasn't sure if that was the yeah, yeah, that's that's the only thing remarkable a week. It's a concert. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we were going to go up to. Uh, Connecticut on Saturday for um, uh, my cousin's first birthday. But then on the way there, they texted that it was canceled because he, he threw up. Like, Started partying too early? Is that what happened? Like too much cake? Uh, well, I was just like, don't, like, don't one-year-olds, they, one-year-olds throw up every day yeah, like he wasn't even gonna know we were there anyways you could just put him down on the bed and we can come say hi yeah like seriously <laughs> i can tell him i brought him a pony for his first birthday and you got rid of it like that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah you guys can put him in one of your numerous rooms and just leave him there. exactly yeah let's, let's play find the baby yeah come on <laughs> uh, yeah and then I, I guess i went down to um <clears throat> mcdougal street which is like uh, that that's the area with like uh, the comedy cellar and stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool place. We, were, we tried to go to a jazz show at uh, Blue Note, mm-hmm. um, but the tickets were standing room in the bar. Couldn't even see the oh the band. So we got out of there and just went to the, that Grizzly Pair, which is another comedy club by the by the cellar that mm. has like probably D level comics. Hey. Probably entertaining it's sometimes. It's a really fun bar to just hang out in. Mm-hmm. Featured in uh, what was that HBO show with the comedian? Um, I don't know, forget his name. He's like the really clean comic, kind of the dorky Christian guy. <clears throat> uh, but anyway, yeah. you performed that, that show. Oh, okay. Are you thinking about Brian Regan? No. Oh, okay. There's a lot of darky, clean-cut uh, comedians. Not a lot of them, I suppose, but several, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been watching, you know, I had a Monday off and I had Veterans Day off, and Friday after that was pretty 
quiet and watching this Rittenhouse trial on television. Dude, dude. I haven't watched much, but I, I had the TV on a few minutes ago and they're, you know, talking about the jury retired for the evening. So but everybody's expecting something tomorrow, I suppose. Yeah, I wonder what it takes so long to, like, if I'm on that jury, I go in there and be like, okay, look, guys, I'm, there's no way I'm, like, going to say guilty on any of this we can just wrap this up you're not changing my mind i saw scuttlebutt online and god knows it's obviously true then that like there's two at least two jurors are worried about uh, repercussions to them on how they vote and being threatened and uh losing their you know like all the things they could think of the worst thing so yeah they're getting threats yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah for Basically, all along the line. Should we talk about this now? It was one of the topics for the show, potentially. But uh, what's that? Whatever you want to do. No, I think it's good to talk about. It. Yeah, you got anybody else been following it much? Rawls, Richard. Yeah. Yeah, I got a pretty good idea. <laughs> it it's really been an amazing journey of all the narratives that were spun months ago that were completely inaccurate and nobody ever checked. And now they're coming out like, again, the crazy evidence of the trial, the videos that we had the whole entire time. And like, everybody's like, wait, what? This dude didn't shoot black people. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Like they see the video and like getting chased down and beat with a skateboard. And like one dude physically pointing a pistol at him and he shot him. And then yet they're not doing, they didn't press any charges against the dude that had actually pointed the pistol at him while he was laying on the ground. Like that's okay. Um, you know, so like the whole narrative they spun the entire time last year, the, the person who lives in the White House and eats ice cream was like tweeting about this guy being a white supremacist. Um, tweeted it out, like literally said it and like everybody just ran with that. And this poor kid's just like, uh, dude. And then, the you know, the freaking some of the uh, admonishment the prosecutor has got from the judge has been the most interesting part and just like. This guy is a complete ass clown, for lack of a better term. Doesn't it, this, doesn't this, the whole case is just one of the many things that have happened over the last two years where people like, uh, like us have been like, what the fuck is going on with this country? This is, you guys are out of your mind. It's yeah. just one of them, but it's the only one that's ever like been, had so much focus on it. And going into the court of law where it's getting real world, this is real life now, scrutiny from mm-hmm. the law. <clears throat> and, and still, all these people on the left were so committed to this idea that he's a murderer, blah, blah, blah. And I think, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like he, it looks like he's going to be found innocent uh, or not guilty. And it's just confirmation, especially when like somebody like Bill Ackman. I sent you that tweet thread mm. from yeah. Bill Ackman. Yeah. Who is like his left wing as they come on social issues like this? He was like, hey, we watched a little bit of the trial and the media has been lying to us. Yeah. It's just sort of like confirmation of like we're not crazy. Or for me anyway. I'm well, like, that's I'm, a big I'm, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great example. Like, yeah. So I'm right. Any, any wagers on whether or not he's guilty, found guilty? 
I think it's going to be not. Even if he is, it'll be appealed immediately, I think. I don't know how even even if the jury does feel threatened or et cetera, I, I don't know how you could look at anything and think he's guilty of anything he's been charged with. Like, seriously, um, I, I don't know honestly why he's brought the trial. Like, And I'm not an attorney, obviously, but everything you've seen and heard and looked at and all the things that are going on, um, you know, I don't even know why it's here, to be honest with you. And I don't give a shit what color this dude is or what he was doing. Like, I can tell you why it's here. Well, yeah. What narrative? Our, our freaking constitution's on us under assault. I mean, they've gone after our First Amendment for the last two years with all this shit. And this is a Hail Mary for the fence with the Second Amendment. I mean, they're. Oh, yeah, dude. They're, they're, Anybody that stands up and does what they think is right and, you know, he said he was there, you know, like his dad lived in that town. He saw what was going on. He had like he had a first aid kit. He'd been actually helping people with wounds, getting them to cops. Gets in that skirmish. He's like actually running to the cops. That's when everybody's like chasing him down. The dude hits him with a skateboard. Another guy pulls a pistol on him. Like he's laying on the ground trying to defend himself. And he wasn't like, you know, they watch all that video. And yet they still say he's they planted it as he was a white supremacist just randomly walking down the street, like just blasting people because they're black. And it's like, um, none of that's remotely true. You're right. So much of the criticism was like, he crossed state lines, went to this community. He's not a part yeah. of, I didn't realize that his dad yeah. lived there until I saw him say it live on the stand. Mm -hmm. And then now I've heard more that like, he worked there. He yeah. His he has friends and he has multiple family members there. Yeah. Great reporting, like, guys. Way to dig into the story. Let's find the facts here. Yeah. Like no, they're painting him as this vigilante guy that's going there because of violence and will you know get a chance to go shoot somebody. When at the very same time, most of the activists are being bussed in from other places and paid to be there as it is. They don't even know why they're burning shit down. And yet you're talking about this kid who crossed state lines and like, yeah, he's got family there. He has ties there. Like, even if he doesn't, like, aren't you allowed to go protest something you don't think is right or be there as part of your expression? Like, that has nothing to do with anything. Shell game. Yeah, oh, it is, Ralph. Yeah. It's just outrageous. Like, it's a, what they're yeah. trying to get. Well, it's great in a sense that it really exposes that they don't have anything to support their wild fantasies about justice or whatever. I mean, you talk about the media's lack of information. Prosecution, that that blip on the, the gun barrel length and, and what they were trying to charge him oh. with in that charge. Go measure the freaking gun. I mean, there's not... Oh, the state... Well... You had a rifle and he had a pistol. Don't you think he had an unfair advantage? It's like literally a foot and a half apart. Like, you know, and they're like, well, you play a lot of video games where you kill people. Okay. You know, like this guy's just been you know, all over the board. Over the board of insanity. And none of it means Richard, turn down your damn computer. Damn computer. <laughs> you can always tell yeah. when Bradbury is listening to it on the other channel. Yeah. It's funny. I'm not a lawyer or anything, but I, you know, I watch him rather trial um when the prosecutor was uh kind of was he was questioning rittenhouse and said uh he was like you stayed silent when you're arrested oh yeah, yeah. I'm like wait you, he, you're supposed to be able to do that i was like objection 
You have then, the right. Then, yeah. Yeah. Then the judge like yelled at him. Like, oh, he shredded his wheat, dude. Yeah. Like absolutely shredded his wheat. Like he called that into question and he, A, he told him not to. Like, dude, you can't go there. Like, that's his right. That's what everybody does. That's what anybody with half a brain does. Like, I don't have to say anything. Like, I'm not going to say anything until I talk to my lawyer. Like, rule number one, man. And the guy was trying to make it look suspicious because he hadn't said anything. I was like, yeah. I would have liked to have seen Binger, the prosecutor, go, like, I object. And then the judge says, on what grounds? Because it's terrible for my case. Yeah, exactly. Was it liar, liar, or whatever it is? Because it's detrimental (laughs) to my case. (laughs) Permission to tweet their witness is hostile. It's your witness. I know. Yeah. Like, How that guy is going to have a freaking job or a law degree after this, I don't know. Like, absolute travesty of law. Like, you know, what was the chick that ran the uh, O.J. Simpson trial? Like, she took a beating because uh, she looked pretty stupid overall. I'm like, this guy, complete flaming ass clown. Like, the likes I've never seen, especially as a prosecutor, for God's sake. He's like, you can find a better attorney in a freaking uh, – community defender for god's sakes like seriously it's like oh they kicked over a porta potty set it on fire a little burnt a trailer like, oh and he said the n-word like dude <laughs> these are all terrible things yeah. <laughs> not to mention they were beating this dude down and gonna kick his ass if not worse like and their whole premise of like the one of the other guys, like, well, you know, everybody's gonna take a beating at some time, <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> what? I've never, I've never taken a beating. It's like, <laughs> I had it coming. I was there. Everybody's gonna catch a beating, you know, like, and he, what did he say? He was, he was too cowardly to hit him with his fist like a man or something, like he's pulling out in his arguments. I was like, oh, so now there's gender. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> went hard right wing narrative real quick too cowardly to hit him with his fist like a man he's gonna shoot him i was like i don't know man i I, i've only watched like five or ten minutes i've seen the highlights you know but yeah rawls you been watching much or listening really catching a little bit on the news but i don't know i i don't think any of it why it even was a case and went to court is beyond me other than there's a narrative they're trying to hit on the second amendment mm-hmm. it's the only thing i can figure out why this got pushed into the courtroom absolutely yeah but even like there's got to be better cases honestly like i mean oh, no doubt about it, it. Was yeah, a white guy. yeah that too but that, that richard the, the white guy's just a uh, was a the, the white narrative is just a tack on to try to go after the second amendment because mm-hmm. we you know, anybody who believes in the Second Amendment is just a radical, you know. Most racist, terrorist. probably. Yeah. Yeah. And never even considered that was why they were doing it. Say again, Joel? Is that I never even considered that as a like a reason why they were why they were doing it. it makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely another notch on the belt for sure. <laughs> I mean, like literally, that is the biggest hail mary I've ever seen thrown. This isn't even a case. No, it doesn't even. There's, I don't know what courtroom this can hold water in, or should, anyways. I'm, I'm, no, I'm done with all the bastards that are uh, pre-qualifying their comments by going, 
well, you know, now he should have never been there with guns. And at first I was like, yeah, maybe there should have been a 17-year-old kid down downtown with, with a gun. But then you look at the whole, his entire community is being ripped asunder by protesters from all mm-hmm. over the country. And, not, uh, not the... oh, I guess I'll let you finish yeah, there. Anyways. Yeah, no, anyways. But... He was doing his civic duty. And yeah, so he's 17. Maybe he shouldn't have been there, but there wasn't a lot of other people there. Did you so, guys see uh, the profile of the three assholes that got shot? Oh, yeah. 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 You guys must have a delay or something. But yeah. I mean, I don't, the background, yeah, none of them were what they call good people. Um, you know, and your statement, especially yeah. the guy that was uh, yeah. the pedophile guy. Yeah. Pedophile. No, that's, that's, there's a new term for that too now. Um, uh, Matt? Yeah, I got, got, that guy's on leave now as of tonight. <clears throat> um, minor attracted persons from Old yeah. Dominion University. Maps. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a dupe? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Sorry to distract. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, whoever they were, they could have been part time preachers. I don't care. They were not in a position where they, whoever they are, they were in the wrong, obviously. But the fact that you look at the lineup and you're like, yeah, all these people are mostly piece of shit. So, um, you know, to me, that's like, yeah, they're dirtbags, but like, doesn't change the fact of what they were doing, and which makes it even more like, there you go, you know. Does anybody know what the political climate is in Kenosha? I mean, is it conservative? Anybody mostly, have an idea? mostly conservative. It's a, a bit of a liberal tinge, a little bit, but it's mostly working class kind of town. It's not that big. That's why I was like, most of the people that were there, I think protesting which they've completely destroyed that word i don't think they're even from there themselves you know and um yeah and what they were protesting about was over a lie as well it was about the guy that got shot that the cops said was unarmed uh the cops were responding to him like trying to steal a kid or something or hurt somebody he had warrants out they told him to stop he reaches in his car and grabs a gun or a knife and they shoot him and then the guy even said later on, like, yeah, I grabbed the knife and I got shot. But that's what that was the spark of the whole supposed thing going on there. But they told it like they was just, you know, white cops blasting down a black dude because he was, you know, black in public. And it's like they were responding to a police call about this guy. They told him to stop. He reached in the car and grabbed a knife and they told him to drop it. And he didn't. And he came after him. So they shot his ass. But that's what this whole thing kicked off for anyways. And like. The main point also is like, where's the cops and all this shit? The governor's sitting on his dick. They offered to send in troops. He said no. So like the whole point, like this guy was even there to begin with is complete bullshit. Like he shouldn't have had to be there defending the car lot or whatever. He was doing medical first aid. A lot of people were getting hurt. Like he had his first aid kit with him. Like that's what he was doing. You know, like there's the soul of our evil white supremacists, like bandaging people up that have been hurt in the protest. You know, so but they shouldn't even be going on to begin with. That's the whole major point above everything else. Is like it was ridiculous. You know, I'm all for like I've said a thousand times, we all have. You want to go protest? That's outstanding. More power to you. Enjoy. I don't care what it's about. But you start burning shit and breaking buildings and tipping over cars and blowing shit up. That's not a protest anymore. Sorry, it becomes violence. And that's when you lose my respect for whatever you're talking about. I don't care who this shit's doing it. And so the, the whole thing is just stinks like 9,000 ways to Sunday from the beginning to the very end. That's all I had to say about that.
<laughs> Richard, what, what's your insight, Bradbury? You've been kind of quiet. Oh, I, I think it's, uh, I think that this is a lot, and I don't, I know most of the boomers I know are really good people, but I have never seen a generation of politicians more willing to sacrifice the youth than this generation. Mm -hmm. We see it with the masks. You see it with a indictment of a 17 year old, not only an indictment, but a, or a, and a sensationalized trial of a, with a 17 year old kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. in the past, a real, or if we had real leadership in the country, there would have been a little bit more discretion and this probably wouldn't have even been a public trial. I agree. Yeah. So, and then the other thing I think that sort of slipped under the radar this week was uh, James O'Keefe and the FBI raid. Oh, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a, that's a, that's a direct assault on the First Amendment. And when you hear that he, he turned the diary in last year mm -hmm. and never ran a thing, uh, never ran any, he never used it to make news, turned it in to the authorities mm -hmm. and uh, gave the, and gave the guy that gave up the guy that uh, sold them the, sold them the diary. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets raided over the diary, which, uh, and then they took his, uh, two of his iPhones with all his source notes on it. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, why we're distracted by the Ritterhouse case, one of the biggest uh, real miscarriages of justice is going on right underneath our nose. Could not agree more. So if that's the case, that's a chain of events. How did the <clears throat> uh, blurbs come out of the diary if he just turned it over? Who released that information? Like, there's a that's, that's part of that says, like, she's talking about how she like, was taking a shower with him. Yeah, that, that, that's the killer part. The FBI leaked it. <laughs> It's like that thing about, you know, the FBI shows up, undercover FBI shows up to bust undercover FBI selling drugs. Like, you know, yeah. Oh, all right. I didn't. Okay. But even if he did, like, I don't know what, I don't know how they got it or what they did with it or whatever. Like, that's still no, no reasoning to come do what they did at all. And then and go through all this stuff. And, you know, like the, the biggest sensationalism they found is like, Veritas, very careful not to break laws when I'm going undercover. Like that was the story they ran. Like, but they spun it like it was like bad. Like they don't want to break the law when they're going undercover. Like, yeah, can you still steal stuff from people? And then I don't think they stole it. Yeah, well, I don't I know. Joel. That's, You're right. that's what I think. That's what they're implying that he. Stole What's that? It. I think they're implying that he stole it. Right. I think. Yeah, Richard, you got any more insight on it? You're on mute if you do. So, <laughs> as long as uh, Project Veritas was not the party that directly stole the diary, which mm -hmm. weren't, there is president and supported president in the Supreme Court that that is all admissible in the public record and can be used uh, can be used in journalism. And the Supreme Court over and over again has backed this up. So there's all sorts of precedent that says it's, uh, it's what they're doing. They did nothing that 
hasn't already been established years and years. Huh. Well, either way, I, I, I agree that it seems pretty outrageous how they're using the FBI and these things. Oh, between that and the school board stuff, where there's more and more documentation coming out now, too, that the White House worked with the Association of School Boards and got that information over to the Attorney General, and all, and then it's just like it's just one thing after another. Of like, both Garland and Fauci have committed perjury, yes, that's like, yes, on the record, like, it was like recorded. I thought, that, I thought that was like, aside from murdering somebody, that's like the worst thing you can do in life is commit perjury. Basically, yeah, like right. people have been impeached for it for sure and sent to jail and prison and everything else. Yeah, you know, some people they kick your door in at five o'clock in the morning with the uh, FBI and CNN on their case to uh, record that. Yeah. So, what we're good, what's going to be fun is we're going to roll right in from Rigger House into O'Keefe mm-hmm. into Bannon. So, I think that the, the it's going to be a long, tough winter for the liberals because they really, uh, I think they really stepped in some high-powered people that were, if they would have just left them alone, would have probably been, probably would have been smarter to leave Steve Bannon and James O'Keefe oh. doing what yeah. they were doing. Yeah, I think so also. Like, um, Veritas has their shit together. I know that. Just from the, how they've done what they've done in the past and how they re- respond to things. Like, yeah. So uh, hopefully that just shreds their wheat. But, you know, it's just like, and even a lot of people, what we consider on the left, are like, hey, this this is a huge violation of everybody's First Amendment rights. Like, just because it's them now doesn't mean it won't be you soon. Like we've said the whole yeah. entire time about everything is like, you say what you want about it, but eventually it's going to come knocking on your door and then you're not going to like it and it's going to be too late. I.e. 15 days to Veritas slow the spread. probably be getting a donation from me. Mm-hmm. yeah and i'm curious to see what um elon musk is gonna do too he's been out there just shredding people's wheat dude like he just destroyed bernie sanders <laughs> it's like, bernie tweeted something about we still have to you know the fair the rich must pay their fair share or something and, and elon musk was like oh i keep forgetting you're alive <laughs> like it was hilarious <laughs> i hope musk runs for office in texas i think that would be highly entertaining it's making me nervous that he's selling so much of his uh of his tesla holding mm. i think it's do. having that's what i think that might have something to do with by the entire market is shooting the bed this week the oh it's and, not the inflation or every other fucking thing going on in the world it's, it's me elon selling all his shares off yeah I, elon has to elon has to cover the shares that he was granted for being ceo 12 years ago the taxes just came due hmm. that's what he's raising money for he has a 50 billion dollar tax bill based on shares that he received 10 years ago yeah i knew that but he sold like he has 15 billion and he sold like how much did he sell i, I don't know like almost a billion or 950 billion dollars or something of it. No, that's ridiculous. No, that's not even that much. No. Uh, I don't know. He sold a lot of a lot more than he needed to, I think. He has his reasons. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it's all connected, Joel. You can't say like an act like that's not gonna have some kind of dip, but I think people are much more probably concerned, and I'm talking to a financial dude about coming inflation and 
you're heading into the winter and I'm sure fuel prices are going to be higher than we've seen in a long time. Well, I mean, presume, yeah, I don't know. Depends. Like it sort of seems to me like if there's inflation, the price of your assets should rise too. Right. Depending on what you're holding. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's never the, been a good thing. I'll put it that way. I mean, people can always figure out how to make money on something, but historically, well, Gold is supposed to rise. It's, it's never yeah. been a good thing when we have high inflation. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what will happen. People have their theories and they're making their bets, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the 70s with the gas crunch and all that and the chaos of Mr. Carter. Like, there's a pretty good roadmap of what massive inflation and gas shortages does to the economy and the world. So, there's yeah. a reason people talk about Jimmy Carter doing fucking well, Habitat for Humanity. Gonna debut in 2022. Is that robot man? What'd you say? Supposedly in 2022, there's gonna be a uh, Elon Musk backed uh, cell phone. Ooh, interesting. That has a uh, link to Skynet and will oh. all work on a uh, uh, blockchain. Kinky. So, like, you could have a private, you could have a private conversation over Skylight mm -hmm. because uh, the government doesn't have any. The NSA can't track Skylink. So, mm -hmm. oh. in theory, it would be have a block. It would Skylink and then communications that the government couldn't intercept because of the way that it's encrypted. Yeah, as they say, take my money now. And I hope Elon has. A shit ton of personal security. This guy is a threat in the, you know, Biden administration's mind. He's probably a threat to their national security. Start like, yeah. hmm? not just Biden administration. It's Washington D.C. proper. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and and all the assholes running the show. Yeah. Yeah, this, guy, sure. this guy's got this guy's changing too much that they're not ready for. I, I'd imagine cousin uh, Vladimir is uh, probably assisting with some of his uh, security needs. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he has any worry. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I haven't heard this conspiracy theory. I haven't either, but. Yeah, somebody's that large and powerful, you know, kind of telling them to go pound sand. Like, yeah, I'll say it now. Elon Musk did not commit suicide. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Neither did Mike Rowe. You heard Mike Rowe sketching a bunch of shit because he's talking about people working. <laughs> like, and then he's talking about what they say, quote unquote, conservative values or something like that. So everybody's up in arms against Mike Rowe now. And he's like, just just shut up just just listen to what i'm saying it's about you know <laughs> jobs and like trade schools and like skills and like living like that's what i talk about like <laughs> you know we keep saying so many people are talking about these things but i just i keep forgetting that i don't like i think the results show that it's not most people it's like just the media make and make it seem like it's most people that's a big part of it like like chappelle said like Twitter, fuck Twitter. Twitter's not even real, like yeah. completely. You know, CNN has less viewership than a rerun of Golden Girls. 
and I'm not making that up. That's documented. So I'm like, seriously, if it wasn't for the airports of America mandatory playing CNN, there'd probably be like seven people. That's the moms and the grandmas of the hosts that are watching CNN. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't trust any news outsource at all, really. I just kind of blend it all together and be like, okay, I can see that happening, but like, there's, there's zero credibility whatsoever. Ross, what are you thinking, man? I can see your head churning. Fucked up world, dude. I, every generation said that though. Like, I think about the '60s, like when all that shit was going on between like the, the parents of the '50s, like you know, back from the war, America, everything's great, and then the '60s and the, the '70s roll along, and there have to be like, what in the ever living shit is going on with these people, like? Seriously, and I'm not saying we're not going through wild times, but I think we always experience that to a degree. It doesn't mean it's not important or that I don't, I don't believe think, it, but I don't think the complacency has ever been on the level that it is now. Yeah, I would say that, and just the full on frontal assault on America, I would think like everybody's so tired of everything's racist, like seriously. Um, I think. Did you see that NPR tweet headline today about the Boston mayor, the Asian woman? And eight. So people were, NPR had a headline that was, they eventually deleted it because it was pretty outrageous. <laughs> yeah. So the Boston, newly elected Boston mayor is an Asian woman. And uh, the headline was like, oh, that's great and all, but. A lot of people are disappointed that uh, the three black candidates didn't have a chance. What? Like, what are you talking about? Like it's it's insulting to I think I don't know Asians for sure. Everybody like everybody that reads that should be insulted. Seriously. Yeah. Huh? Was there a math test? Yo, no, that's test? right. If there was a math test, then that would be dis disqualifying because, you know, black people, apparently um, math is racist. So Here's and we all know that Asians are good at math. So it was completely stacked against, you know. Yeah. Here's what it said. The tweet said, Michelle Wu, an Asian American, is the first woman and first person of, of color elected to lead the city. While many are hailing it as a turning point, others see it as a more of a disappointment that the three black candidates couldn't even come close. <laughs> well, A, there's three of them, so they're splitting the vote right there. Like, let's do some math. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what the shit? They don't all count as one. Like, what the crap? Like, seriously. Oh, my goodness. That was like in Minneapolis, I think it was Minneapolis too. They're like, you know, the first all Muslim city council shows how truly diverse we are now. It's like, but you just said they're all Muslim. That's not diverse at all. Like, what part of that don't you understand? Like, <laughs> hello? Fun. Can you imagine? All white, you know, probably now finally shows diversity. Like, no, it's not. And like, <laughs> it's about who gets elected, you morons. <laughs> Look at Rawls. He's just like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's insane dude it is absolutely insane there's no doubt about it like oh yeah it makes my brain hurt 
it just does some of the things that are said out loud and you know now the the new newly elected mayor of, of new york's getting threatened by blm that they're you know if he enacts the policies of basically the law that they're going to protest and burn and kill and it's just like what do you think about that joel the new mayor getting threats from in new york the new mayor getting the threats from blm already about enforcing yeah. the law yeah yeah i think i think i think he'll, he'll probably do all right seems like a decent guy like yeah. um former cop um i know he's a democrat but he seemed like you know it's not that yeah, far cuckoo for cocoa puffs what's bigger that issue. he's got some wild ideas the bigger issue we don't need to switch topics but another new york institution is uh snl but they're they're skip making fun of joe rogan again and sesame street oh thing. i saw that i saw the clip of the rogan thing yeah like uh i'd take horse drugs or whatever like so doubling. not even close to funny no and then the ensuing i can't believe what i couldn't believe pete davison was doing that yeah <laughs> me either I was like, if, if like that is, it's either he's really dense or that's the most meta thing I've ever seen. Well, <laughs> Pete Davidson's like one, he's a pretty like uh, avant-garde, yeah. woke, woke uh, comic. Like he went after Louis C.K. pretty hard and he mm -hmm. lost He's not funny. I, I don't like him. Not really couple moments but overall no and like hey that's like that's pretty old news anyways like a it's complete bullshit but b it's like months old like what are you going well, back to that well for like it's fucking dead man well you, you guys all know tim Dillon, right no i don't think so uh, richard have you seen tim Dillon? tim Dillon? yeah yeah yeah, he's great. He's I think you guys like him. Look him up. Look him up on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. He's like, he's incredible. But yeah, uh, I listen to, to his Joe Rogan interviews and uh, yeah. watch his uh, little YouTube thing every now and then. He he's a gay guy, by the way. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Didn't know. No. Um, yeah, so but know that the uh, uh, world. Uh, Now, well, he was uh, he was he was Tim Dillon made fun of SNL and their skit for being lazy, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Michael Che, who's the yeah, uh, the weekend up that guy, yeah, the guy, he, he was like, Tim, he was criticizing Tim Dillon as like um, a failure as a stand up, but he's one of the top, probably 10, he's top 10 for yeah. sure, maybe top five. Uh, just incredible <laughs> wayfinder michael che for one michael uh, j is pretty i've seen michael che before he's, he's pretty good i didn't think he he's was okay like but i watched i watched part of one of his deals and i'm like it's all right but i wasn't like that dude's funny like that guy he's gonna he, rock like he was featured on bumping mics with jeff ross and dave tell mm. one of those episodes on netflix he's he funny he seemed like pretty cool i don't know these SNL people are just have taken a fucking hard left. Oh, it's awful, dude. Completely. Like, the whole point about SNL was being, like, irrelevant. 
irrelevant, you know, like irreverent is what I'm trying to say, not irrelevant. They're definitely irrelevant now, but like being willing to poke fun at society that was going on no matter who was doing it or why, because it was like topical and like fresh and like funny, pointing out the funny and everything or the hypocrisy or the idiocy, like, you know, but now it's just like a, it's a sad, sad little left platform. It's just, it's just weak, dude. It's so weak. It's weird that they're doing it. I don't don't know what the game plan they you know there's got to be people in the business that are like this isn't the best thing we could be doing you know no totally yeah there there's got to be a reason why they're doing it it can't be financial reasons they are committed i'll give them that yeah they are they will double down and double down and double down and double down yeah until it pretty much implodes and then they'll probably get some more funny people back in and do something else by then there's going to be republicans more back in office so they'll have something else to laugh at but like sad it is like i saw that joe roger thing and i was like well how long ago was this well that was this past weekend like oh that's just weak man weak yeah Yeah. sorry change the subject no it's a good one though again it's just pointing out like the i call it like the emperor has no clothes kind of thing like people like pointing out like look this is stupid this is lazy this is not true this is not funny like call me what you want because i disagree with you doesn't make me an evil person in any of these other ways it just thinks i think you're full of shit and i disagree we can talk about it we can still be friends doesn't mean i'm evil doesn't mean you're evil i just think you're stupid that's all like we've do you know a lot of track people, of that Raleigh, do you know a lot of people up there uh where you live that probably don't pay a bit of attention to any of this stuff and just happy as can be and do those people exist yeah, anymore? They do. And I'm not going to say to a certain extent, I don't fall under that mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but there are people who don't, who are just living and going about their lives and doing what they're doing and getting by just fine. Um, but it's everything's so in your face now with social media, mm-hmm. the world that we live in, that it's hard to avoid a lot of it. Um, uh, yeah to answer your question yes i think there are joel envy that guy a little bit yeah i mean like, i think we all are to an extent oh, I, I, could, I could do it if i wanted to but it's not willing to do it it's actually not bad the guys, the guys uh, like a cowboy with mm-hmm. they wouldn't know who, they wouldn't know who pete davison is they barely know who joe rogan is yeah yeah it, they, they look very productive and happy lives. <laughs> Completely, dude. Yeah. Like, on the grand scheme, that doesn't matter. But on the other part, I think it's important that we do know who that is. Um, point out the hypocrisy or at least make it part of our personal charge. It's still about getting involved locally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to that till my probably last breath. That's the important thing. All over. State, town, county, all of it. Yeah. It definitely starts to make more sense. I understand better people who used to never gave much thought, but uh, Republicans, they're part of their premise is the more power to the states, less federal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I kind of just never really gave it much thought, but now it's quite clear that that's what needs to happen. And that's what they're trying to overstep, trying to put themselves in everybody's shit. Yeah, I don't. I, th- I think there's maybe a, a bigger picture than that in play. 
the 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 focus from some of them is more of a world power mm-hmm. than the just a, a national power. Oh yeah, that's the dream, yeah. I think. Yeah. That's the dream. I, back to your question, Joel. There there are a lot of I get to thinking about it for a minute here. There's a lot of folks that are very disconnected, not not at all in in uh, in play with what's going on. But I, but I, there's also a lot of folks that that's, what I, that's important too. Like that, they're, they're smart people, but they also don't know what's going on with the correct. But yeah. then I think that the magnitude of what's going on um there's a lot of folks that are they maybe don't have the time to pay attention but they are because they have an understanding of what's at stake oh yeah you're driving down the road you're going to catch the new news hour on the in the pickup or something you know like oh okay but you're not living and dying by it on social media or anywhere else a lot of like a lot of people where I'm at, they used to get all their news from Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. So very true. Anyway. From nine then, to noon, uh, man, nine to noon on most AM stations. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how they had any and like <laughs> trying to think of what people a lot of people here from where I live still watch the local news. And it's not as it's not as slanted as the uh, cable news that we consume mostly. Well, yeah, because you're talking about Klamath or Medford mostly, right? Is there a Ben channel now? You know, I don't like, even have to. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. See, so I consume an entirely different media than probably 80% of people in Lakeview. Good point. So, yeah. We, we find ourselves pretty much every morning tuning into RFD TV and market report. Mm. Yeah it kind of takes back to what news is actually, I mean, it's just some generalized reporting and there's no bias. It's just factual reporting. And it's actually a, a really good station to tune into in the mornings to get a pulse on what the markets are doing and what what's in the news that's important to or privy to be listened to. It's got a nice Paul Harvey feel to it. I was, I was thinking about him when Richard mentioned Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. RFD TV. I have that channel. Oh, cool. You'll like it in the mornings. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they've got the morning market reports on there and it's just good news that kind of gives you a ground level feel for what's going on in general agriculture every day. Is it just agriculture? Yeah. It, it, yeah, primarily, but it it also, it, it incorporates things going on in DC. Like they had, uh, Oh, what's the congressman from California, um, McCarthy? They had McCarthy on the other morning and interviewed him, and um, mm-hmm. kind of gave an update on what's going on from a national spectrum in regards to ag-related issues. And um, yeah, that so transportation, kind of, et cetera. I'm sure fuel prices, you know, transportation. I suppose I suppose it could be called some a conservative uh, outlet, but it's just a real outlet. I mean. Yeah, I wonder if I just consume way too much media, yes. social media, and then uh, yeah, I back, on that subject, Joel. Back to 
our conversation earlier in regards to the Rittenhouse trial, we are so locked in on such trivial bullshit that we we don't have the ability to step away from the details of trivial shit and kind of step back and go what why is this even here what what are we because mm-hmm. it, it we let it consume us and so so focused in yeah, and blinded down and... On that stupid shit and there's there's a bigger picture going on just try it joel see if you can go like all day tomorrow without laying in bed first thing and looking at twitter or instagram or facebook or any of those just like tomorrow don't do any of it see what happens you probably go either either be like the happiest day in a long time or you'll be in, in the closet going ape shit yeah. it's a it's a good point that it, it is trivial <clears throat> it's trivial if everybody agrees that it's trivial but because nobody else is agreeing mm-hmm. and everyone's putting so much weight on this and the the result whichever way it goes probably is going to cause further turmoil i don't think it well, is think- trivial anymore at a certain point right I think that this case holds an impact on certain issues and primarily the biggest issue, the impact that I see it holding on is what it, what the stance is going to be on our second amendment. Well, that that in the impacts of threat of violence on the jury, like we saw in, in uh, Wisconsin or Minnesota with uh, what's his dick. Um, Yeah. I, I Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree with that at all, um, and and that's a reaction to to what's going on. But I I think from a fundamental standpoint, um, on what what they're trying to the dismantling of our constitutional rights, and and I f- I feel like this is a bigger um, impact on what could be coming down the road. With well, that's that their order. ultimate dream, man. Ultimate dream. There is no resistance if we have none of our our precious weapons like look at australia like it's happening all around it's happened for centuries you know when the when the public cannot defend themselves from the government you see what happens every single time they take everything they can get their hands on now think about it if there was no resistance at all like you know it's you can make fun of me for all you want but like I firmly believe that like that is one of the reasons why we still have a republic is because there's a threat of like we will dust your ass seriously you come into my shit i'm going to take you down you might take me out too but that's how i'm going to die but that's the only constitutional right that they've tiptoed around Mm -hmm. i mean they've been fairly blatant in in disregarding of our first amendment right here especially in the last two years oh yeah it's been thrown in our face we've literally not not even thrown in our face they made it put a put it on our face i mean it the 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 masks and uh just your ability to have the to say no. Yeah. This I disagree. No. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with you. I'm not playing your little game anymore. It is. It ha, It has been, in my opinion, just a an assault on the First Amendment. Look at all the people. You know, somewhere you have to prove it that you did the thing that they're telling you to do. You have, by showing your ID or your vaccine. I'm not yet. No. Every time I go into a bar. Like, get, can I see your vaccine? Every time they do that, that's you could you can make a case that that is a violation mm-hmm. of my constitutional rights. Every fucking time, yeah. they're making that argument right now mm-hmm. with the mandate. 
Yeah, absolutely. It That's why like, it's on hold. Yeah. But the other thing that you have to realize is they have to make a lot of noise as politicians in Washington, D.C., because the economy is quickly coming unraveled. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they got to make a lot of noise about Ritterhouse, and they got to throw a lot of stuff up there to make to distract you from the fact that, you know, there's a hundred and some odd ships off of New York that can't get unloaded and they're working eight hour shifts and like the, they're going to Florida and Atlanta and they can't even get it, keep them unloaded. That's how mm-hmm. LA is completely defunct. And so really what we're looking at is like, it's going to be upon us. And we're like, Hey, we did, we like, we heard little rumors sort of like we knew that there's a virus in China. And then the next two months later it was all in consuming we know that there's a supply chain problem, but mm-hmm. we're two months away from it being the biggest problem in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And somehow it'll be blamed on uh, fossil fuels or global warming. Well, that's the that's the other funny thing is the rig count. I haven't seen what it's up to, but the one nasty little secret nobody's talking about is the rig count is shooting up at like they are bringing oil wells on like nobody's business. Oh, they are. Yeah. That's funny. The little things that, so, you know, the economy is going to collapse because the first thing that you do when the economy collapses, you make energy cheap. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because we're, there's no way, there's no way out of it. If we have to pay what energy is now. So we could see a influx of 90 gallons barrel oil, but, we're 18 months from being drilled out of that. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> um, I still think about the poor people. Uh, we talk about first amendment rights, all the people tied up in the, in the January 6th thing too. People have been in jail since then. Uh, not either, afforded any opportunity to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, a completely uh, unconstitutional and a travesty of all, all things involved. Rich, what happens in two months then? The there's going to be this. Uh, I don't. I, I can't say, but I'm just saying that there's legitimate supply content, su, supply chain concerns, and like I just heard, they're trying to unload. They're using the Georgia port, the Atlanta Georgia port. I think it's probably uh, what is it? Uh, oh, I'm having a brain fog moment. Savannah or not oh. Savannah. You're talking about South Carolina. Uh, they're using every available port mm-hmm. that they can. Sure. So the Georgia port. The Savannah or Charleston. Them, yeah. Yeah. They, they're not used to the influx and like uh, Miami is doing stuff it's never done before. And all those, uh, co- those port cities up and down Florida mm-hmm. are trying to pick up for the New York and LA ports. So, and I'm sure that the, they're not talking about it, but I bet Ensenada, Mexico is doing a huge, probably three or four oh, yeah. times as much business as, as ever done. And that's, the, this is the day that Warren Buffett bought, this is the time that Warren Buffett bought the railroad for, because that the railroad that he bought, BNS, BNFS, its terminal ends at the port of Ensenada. Oh, well, hello. Yeah. So he can control the, yeah. all the he can control the entire supply chain. They've been making lots of investments in Ensenada, mm-hmm. 
but they were making it for a different reason. They were making it for when the union finally got so dysfunctional at Seattle and uh, LA that they could take the business. Well, now they have another reason. And so, and it's great because Mexico probably has more freedoms than we have right now. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) they're going to prosper because of it. Yeah, but um, I was just kind of curious about the two months. Like, we already have the supply chain issues. Do you think there's, like, some, like, existing inventory that's kind of keeping us somewhat afloat and then it'll really kind of fall apart in a month or two? Those boats have to go back and get more shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Not only are they two months behind here, they got another month to go back, another month to go loaded, and then come back. With stuff that we need, yeah. stuff that we needed five months ago. I got a question, Joel. How's that make you feel sitting in downtown New York City? New York City? Oh, sorry, I could not resist. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I mean, I think about it a little bit, and I probably recognize that maybe I should probably think about it more. But um, I don't know. It's sort of. Yeah, I shouldn't trust them that they're going to be able to provide the supplies that are going to be needed. But and I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't think things can completely fall apart enough to the point where, like, I need to uh, that I won't be able to get out of the city. But, yeah, I was thinking like with the the wave, the seasonal waves that always happen. It's probably going to be a big spike in COVID in New York this winter. If they even attempt to lock down, I think I'd just be like, I gave it a shot. I'm done here. Like, that's crazy. That'd be crazy. I don't think you'll be alone. No. But prepare to move. That's all I'll fucking tell you. Yeah. Like, either, you know, do you have proof of your 39th uh, booster and, uh, you know, blood transfusion, sir? Then I'm sorry you can't come in, you know. Right. I had a rather intense discussion with a friend of mine the other day who uh, got the vaccine, is all for it. I'm like, that's great. And he's still kind of jabbing me just a little bit, you know, why I haven't got mine yet. And I'm like, well, don't you remember like when it first came out, like they kind of presented this thing as like, you get this and everything's good. Don't worry about it. And he's like, no, they didn't. It was preventative. It's like the flu shot. I'm like, dude, I don't remember it that way. I remember it like this is the cure for the Rona. If you take it, everybody's going to be okay. And then when we started getting the breakthrough cases then they're like well, now you got to get a booster now they're like well it, it does reduce some of the severity and incidence of those and you're like how it just keeps moving it's like being stuck in the airport terminal and every 15 minutes you find out your plane's 20 minutes late like fuck it go get rent a car and leave like you know i was like he was adamant he's like no no that was always prevented it's just like a it's like a super booster flu shot i'm like i, I don't remember it that way i might be wrong but i was always like in my brain you're like you take this, we kill it. It's done. Everybody be happy. They never claimed it was 100% effective. No, I don't remember saying that. They clearly how effective it was. Yeah, precisely. And then there was, you never heard either, like, if you get this, if you get the shot, you could still get it. Like, I never remember hearing that out loud. They might have been like, I could get this, you can still get it. But it was never like, you know. How could they have a 100% guarantee on what it did or didn't do they didn't have it study time enough time to know what the hell it does they just and it's gonna morph it like always does like that's the other main point it's it's engine. Change. 
you can't that's typical of the flu virus uh, vaccine that they give yeah. by the time that thing starts on the east coast and makes it to the west coast it's mutated and that vaccine isn't generally as good on the west coast it oh, yeah. yeah it doesn't it's not like the polio vaccine where you get it and you're not going to get polio it, precisely you're, yeah you know the difference between not getting the shot and getting the shot there's only one major difference if you don't get the shot you can't die from the shot that's the only difference true yes that's basically it yeah might die something else but you're not going to die from the shot yeah oh did you hear did you guys hear this one then i think we should talk about ghostbusters but okay not to not to do like a not to do like a mic drop thing and then say fuck we're going to ghostbusters um, but uh, <laughs> you set it up it's all yours brother yeah they're talking about the vaccine as a mandating the vaccine so that you can go to work mm -hmm. so normally when they like mandate that you do something for work it's only for the eight hours that you're at work so like <laughs> you have to yeah. wear steel toed boots while you're at work so the one guy made the argument that if you mandating that I have to take a virus that I have or take a vaccine that's going to affect me 24 7 365 days a week to have my employment, does that mean that you're going to be, start to pay me now 24 hour, 24 dollars a 24 24 hours a day? Yeah, and I think that'd be an interesting thing. And when it comes to the court, uh, yeah. I would love to see somebody take them to court on that because I think that it would be a really interesting legal conversation. Yeah, it's going to be a difference between hourly pay and being salary because we are salary. They do. They definitely put restrictions on what you can do outside of the office you know well there's yeah but necessarily there's a, a potential consequences yeah is like that a social did... contract or is that a legally binding contract as uh, part yeah. of your ethics code of ethics and yeah so it's social so like you could probably take it to court of law and challenge it it's sort of a contract it's an informal contract that we sort of that as humans that we well, morally find your employment contract and then they give you that ethics training every year and you mm -hmm. put the little box that says i agree to abide by all this they, yep. they right well it depends on how it infringes on your like if you're protesting whatever on the corner on your day off yeah, they're going to sometimes they're probably going to try to impede your job because of that. Um, but that's your First Amendment right. Like, there's a borderline, I think, that the overreach on both of those sides. Um, but uh, I had another thought that went away. I guess I'm just getting old. Yeah, I don't know if the legal, there's got to be something in there that legally to protect people from being. Well, there's, already, there's a morals clause they're going to have, but like, yeah, like um, if you show up hammered, you know, like to work, like drinking is legal, but it is it's impairing your job performance in the day. So, like, I'm sure if you show up hammered, like, obviously they can get rid of you or send you to counseling. Um, Whereas being a Satan worshiper might not necessarily affect your day to day production. No. Hourly workers have a good point, though. Not salary, though. Well, I think salary does too. It, well, it depends on your contract. You do sign a contract a lot of times. So there could be that morals clause or that elastic clause that 
you, you're, but, but, if you're but, will public if you're will work anyways they can fire for you to no apparent reason anyways so take non-compete contra- contracts how exaggerated and overblown they've become yes they're 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 making guys that uh repair cell phone screens now sign non-compete things and 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 risks and if they break the non-compete like try and charge them millions of dollars to a guy that makes 9.95 an hour yeah Yeah. he's never going to pay that back in a million years and most of the and most times every non-compete i ever had i just ignored i know a couple people that had problems with non-competes but they were like really specialized stuff and now it seems like every company like mcdonald's probably has you sign a non-compete yeah so the robot takes uh, your job what are you gonna do about that one i'm sorry yeah anyway so (laughs) i think that and I think that there's like a guy I follow on LinkedIn. That's his whole law special law specialty as a lawyer is he just deals with non-complaints and he mm-hmm. wins most of his cases. Yeah. He, I don't, I can't actually think of a time that he's lost a non-compete uh, lawsuit. So, uh, and he's done it from the guys with the cell phones up to guys that are like computer programmers. So I think we enter into some of these contracts sort of as a way to get the job but in the long term we may be the corporate america may be taking advantage of they may be piling on those contracts more than they can actually enforce oh i'm sure that. but yeah. most people just get you get fired and you just go find another job it's not worth the lawsuits and everything just to go about it so sure. and when i worked in the oil field I damn it we had such a jobs. perfect segue Damn it, we were so close. I thought you were done. Sorry. Go oh, ahead. sorry. No, I'm I want to hear your oil. I want to hear your oil field job. I fucked it up. Already. I'm just saying, as the, as an MWD, I dealt with different companies' MWD systems. They're all proprietary, yeah. and oh, yeah, by, sure. all, by all by all accounts, I shouldn't by the non compete I signed, I should have never been able to go to the next company and work. Mm-hmm. But nobody, ever, they knew it wasn't enforceable, and they never did enforce it. And that also, they didn't want to burn the they didn't want the fact they didn't want to leave the door not for me to come back because they were short on it. It's only it's only when it works for the corporation's best interest that it's even they even think about enforcing it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of getting fired for doing your job and then having to find go do something else, this week's entertainment spotlight we're talking about Ghostbusters, the 1984 classic, where they're pretty shitty scientists. Let's be honest. Bill Murray's just using his position at the university to pick up on chicks, which I think we all admire. Uh, they ended up getting fired, and they uh, turned into Ghostbusters. So that was my dynamite segue, Richard. Thank you for the setup on that. <laughs> did you guys are? Did you guys watch the movie? About five, ten years ago. Okay. Yeah. Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I watched it a couple of months ago. Uh, I actually found it on uh, YouTube. I couldn't find it anywhere else. So I watched it on YouTube. Actually, re- really good quality. But um, something that struck me as so funny that I'd never thought about it before. So, you know, so if you, if you haven't watched it, check it out for sure. But like three scientists at a university, they get canned instantly, um, you know thrown off campus like that day which i found entertaining but like the whole premise of the story is they mortgage this dude's house raise house he's like but my parents left me this house 
So they mortgage the house somewhere in New York. The next thing you know, they buy this downtown beat to shit fire station, which probably wasn't cheap, you know, no matter how shitty it was, like a whole city block. Um, it's stacked to the gills with all this electronic equipment when they're checking out what's her name with their head set, you know, if she's like flying or not. They buy a car, they hire a secretary, all of that supposedly off the money they got and make a commercial for mortgaging Ray's parents' house. Now, unless he had like a 9,000 square foot house, I seriously doubt they had enough money to do all that shit with right off the bat. That's the one thing that like really struck me when I watched Ghostbusters this time. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that's not how you start a small business. Like, what the shit, man? Like, <laughs> there's also not ghosts. So well, there's that too. Over. I know that's why I started laughing at myself later. I'm like, Micah, it's a show about ghosts. So <laughs> the whole premise is bullshit, uh, but I just like stuck on the business part. And I'm like, there's no freaking way. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Back in the 80s, they would be giving away property down in that uh, part. Of interest the was so high, though. Like, even he's even talking about on his third mortgage for his house, like how much interest is going to cost him. Um, Igor or Egon's calculating it, you know. So, even if they were giving shit away, like interest rates in the 80s were just insane at that point, especially on that. So, I know it just struck me as funny because then when they, they bring Sigourney Weaver back to the office, like they have a whole area, it's just like electronics and shit, like everywhere, and they're testing her brain pattern. So, it just made me giggle because I was like, yeah, it's about ghosts. Just carry on, Mike, but I still laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Rawls. He's like, what's wrong with you, man? It's a movie about ghosts. Enjoy it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not really sure what to say about it. Everything's already been said, but uh, yeah, this is a good movie. I, I intended to watch it, I just didn't get around to it. Sorry. I might still watch it tonight, though. There you go. That, that's important. It was entertaining, you know. Um, it made me laugh. It didn't hold up as well as I remembered. I'll be honest. With you. I feel like Rick, Rick. Every time I watch it, yeah, I think Rick Moranis's Moranis's character is hilarious. Oh, dude, yeah. And then, and also Bill Murray. He's somewhat. He's just such a womanizer, like aggressively hitting on her, and oh yeah, <laughs> like. That stuff you couldn't do at all anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What Poor did we do? We watched it recently. What was the, some of the stuff that Bill Murray was doing that was like when he came in with the wand or something? And yeah, like, she's like, "That's the bedroom. Nothing happened in there." Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> you live alone. He's like, and he's like, "I'm just gonna go for it. I love you." You know, just like just goes off the deep end. You know, she's like, "You you can leave now." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little a little over the top for that for sure. Even then, yeah. I'm kind of looking were... forward to the the new one that's coming yeah. out. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Yeah, it should be interesting. Ross, what are you thinking, man? I I don't know. I never. I've, I've seen the movie a, few, a couple different times. It yeah, never. It wasn't something that I would would watch again. Um, and that's not why I didn't watch it this time. You can say that. It's scary. It was scary. It's okay, Raleigh. You were scared. It's fine. We still love you. It's okay. It was boring for me. I don't know. That was my take on it back in the day. 
I do remember like the frenzy that was around all things Ghostbusters, though, as far as like the song. Freaking, yeah. he slimed me. Like that was like everywhere. Like Slimer was everywhere. Like that, like really, really engulfed. Like the whole summer was like Ghostbusters. There was a corny element to it that mm-hmm. was just, and it didn't, it didn't set with me. But that was, that was me. Yeah, because I was nine or ten when it came out first time yeah but one thing i did notice this time too is how many times you see stay puffed marshmallows in the entire movie before the very end the first time i watched it i didn't notice it at all but like it's like what she brings home to the kitchen to stay puffed like there's a old sign on the building that says stay puffed like it's all over the place and i thought that was that was pretty cool is there a movie that made us episode on it you know say again you ever watch that show on Netflix called Movies That Made Us? Yeah. Is there a, is there I a think there was, movie? yeah, because I was somewhere I remember some random trivia. Like there was actually two different titles of this movie while they were filming it because they didn't think they could get the title Ghostbusters. So like they were filming scenes with both Ghostbusters and another working title they had in place, and they finally got the rights to the name Ghostbusters. Um so like outside the building, you know, when they have like their sign put up, it said that, and then they filmed a whole different one with another, another company name. It was pretty, uh, pretty. I think that was on movies that shaped us. So, yeah, yeah, it was entertaining. So yeah, it was. I remember more though, just like the chaos that was around when that movie came out, and like everybody, everybody singing the song, and like the action figures, freaking lunchbox, like all that shit, like Ecto One, like. More than the movie itself. It was almost like as big as Star Wars. In that yeah. Regard. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Yeah. In my mind. Like... The morning the morning cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then originally, uh, it was originally written for Chevy Chase and Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, they had some Bill kind Murray of conflict. Or... To... Yeah. Yeah. And Bill Murray and Chevy Chase hate each other. Yes. So. Yeah, it was quite a bit of strife on it, and then uh, Ernie Banks is it was the mm-hmm. guy that played. Yeah, anyways, that his part was originally written for Eddie Murphy, but I think he was doing either Trading Places or Beverly Hills Cop. Right, I Cop. can't remember. Yeah, eighty four. Yeah, probably Trading Places. No, because Ackeray was in Trading Places. Yeah, that's true. If uh, if Chevy Chase actually would have been in there, do you think it would have been a bigger hit or less? No, I think it would have been worse. I think it's his style. Yeah. It needed the goofiness, I think, of Bill Murray. And like Chevy's still more like Ty Webb from Caddyshack, I think. And you always and like maybe because Chevy Chase was such a big star at the time, like he he could I think that his hitting on Sigourney Weaver would have come across as a lot more creepy. But like Bill Murray, you're like he never has a chance with Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> so, yeah, he has to get like pretty famous before she even uh, talks to him again. And I got to think, she's got to be the only one that was straight on that entire set. I can't even imagine the amount of drug abuse. I don't think she, oh, she was gotcha. in that crowd. Oh, yeah, when you said straight, <laughs> yeah. I was all like, wait a minute. I don't think that means what you think it means. Yeah. No. 
<laughs> so yeah, like not completely off the deep end. Maybe Ivan or maybe uh um Harold Ramis. No, he was no, he was completely out of his gourd in Caddyshack too. Yeah, so. I don't think Ackroyd's yeah. ever really into drugs. Well, he's naturally crazy. Yeah, it's a Canadian streak. Yeah, so he's real into yeah. aliens. And they, vodka, yeah, or tequila. They were on, they were on uh, Jimmy Fallon last night. Ernie Banks, oh, cool. uh, Murray, and a- Ackroyd all together. So, uh, talking about the upcoming Ghostbusters, and Dan Ackroyd's super excited about it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it looks like a uh, trailer for it. Looks pretty good, or a teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that that was out like last year, wasn't it? I remember seeing it a while ago. Like it got delayed, I think, for the release. So. Has there been an actual trailer for it? Oh yeah, like, it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the final trailer dropped last week. Yeah. Just saying, yeah, yeah. I, was... I, didn't, I didn't think that the all girls one was. As bad as everybody made it out. It wasn't that bad. I've only seen it once, but I wasn't, it wasn't like good. It's not mem- super memorable, but it was like yeah. entertaining. I wasn't like atrocity. I was like, eh, could do without it. It was okay. Um, I think yeah. Kate McKinnon's hilarious. Yeah, she is. I'll give her that. I don't like her on the Verizon commercials, but I think she's funny. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Cool. Well, anybody have one for next time? We kind of want to communal on this one, so I don't remember even when we sort of picked last time. I don't remember whose turn it is. I don't remember whose turn this was, to be honest with you. Um, what about the uh, Apocalypse Now remake on uh, Netflix? I've been meaning to watch it. The redo, or you want to say, is that the one, or just Apocalypse Now? I think, it's, I, think it, I don't think it's a redo. I think it's just been remastered. So oh, okay, yeah. Like HD now. Cool. Yeah. That's a damn squirrely movie. Yeah. I've never I've never seen that movie before either. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I think it's mandatory. Yeah. Have you guys all seen it? You've seen it, Rod? In a while. What is it? Apocalypse, Apocalypse now. now. Oh. I've never been able to watch it all the way through. It freaks me out. Alright. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's it's a well the only other director that I haven't ever been able to watch the entire movie through is uh Stanley Kubrick. Well that's so. it was this is Oliver Stone, right? Huh? Didn't Oliver Stone do No, that was uh Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh Coppola, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. That's like at his darkest, speaking of on drugs. <laughs> so. Yeah, no shit, dude. Watch it tonight. 1979, Martin Sheen, Marlon Brando. Yeah, it's a. Is it Cop- Is it Francis Ford Coppola? Yes, it is. Yeah, and he, and he co-wrote it too. He said so. Uh, yeah, with Sophia Copeland. Copeland. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see her on there. Um, she's not listed. If she did, John Millis and Francis Coppola is who it says for the. Oh, John voice. Millis. What else did he wrote? Some did he write Deer Hunter? Maybe uh, efforting. Uh, Conan, Jeremiah Johnson, Apocalypse Now. Uh, that's what he's known for. It says 
Red Dawn, 1984 oh, screenplay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rough Riders. Um, That's a dark one. Yeah. Yeah. Magnum Force, Dirty Harry, Evil Knievel, um, Judge Roy Bean. He's got an interesting mix. Oh, yeah. Magnum Force. Um, yeah. 1941? Seriously? Wow. That's a, I didn't see that coming. That's a crazy ass movie. Like that's like completely out of nowhere to be in that mix. He goes from oh, apocalypse, apocalypse now in 1941 in the same year. Yeah, and then Conan, <laughs> and then Red Dawn. Yeah, he's on then, too. Uh, episode of Miami Vice. Even can you believe that? So, anyways, yeah. yeah. So uh, quite the uh, quite the talent, actually. Yeah. So exactly. Anyways, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, maybe watch that. Yeah, sounds good. Apocalypse Now. That'll mess you up. Yeah. Are you done? What's that? Are you done? Done what? Done with the podcast. Almost. Yeah, I guess we could finish up with best thing of the week, but that pretty much sums her up. I've got to pee pretty bad, so yeah, we should wrap it up in a second. Yeah, it's been almost. You got a word? I do have a word. Yeah, thanks for the reminder, Dick. Uh, yeah. Good work. <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorites. Neophyte. Oh. I don't even think I actually know what it means. Oh, have you used it before, though? I think it means, like, somebody that's new, like a new guy. Joel? Oh, uh, yeah. It would have to be something to do with being new, right? Uh, or modern. I don't know. Neophile. Uh, kind of an ignorant douchebag. <laughs> Rawls, you got anything? Are you looking it up? No idea. Hmm? Oh. Uh, so you guys are all you know, around it. Neophyte, it's just an inexperienced person. Inexperienced person, new at something. So, yeah. Your intellectual neophyte. It's sort of a, yeah. I usually use it as an insult, but uh, yeah. It's the guy that you use to go send to get the board stretcher or tempt the sand. Yeah. He'd be a neophyte for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole filler. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Just very new, usually a little bit arrogant, but that's not indicated in this, this uh, definition. But yeah, uh, yeah. oh, we had a new ignorant douchebag. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. We did have a great um, Reacher mail I wanted to read real quick, too. Let me dig it up. This is from one of our friends in Texas. I got to find this. I didn't put it online. I was too busy laughing and uh, didn't get to it and it became irrelevant. So um, I'll have to find it here real quick. I know I'm building like a great, uh, great drama. So it's about Joel. And they want to sponsor a segment uh, with Mama Kern because the term shithead really cracked him up. So I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Jesus, this person sends a lot of shit. Um, it's all good stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I'm trying to find. Yeah, I think I might be willing to sponsor a five minute segment each week with Janet Kern. Hilarious. I love the term shithead. Yeah. So. <laughs> what? context that she is, I forget. 
it's when she figured out that her. we like, you called her and we were on the podcast and you shithead. Yeah, yeah. Well, she called me a shithead. Yeah. I don't think you heard it. We were all laughing too much. So <laughs> that would be a pretty funny segment. Get, it would be, yeah. Get Janet's hot take of the week. Yeah, absolutely. I'd pay for that. We'll 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 uh, we'll run it past him. See what he's willing to spend. So perfect. Well, let's wrap this up with best thing of the week and get everybody on the way for the rest of the time. Rawls, what do you got, son? Best thing of the week probably hasn't happened yet. Good man. Good man. Totally agree too. Totally agree. That fence getting built out front. Oh yeah. <laughs> Joel, what do you got over there, home skillet? Uh, I spilled the beans too early, but it was a. Uh... That concert, Shane Smith concert. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Richard? I'd say if Rawls has a kid, that'll be my best thing of the week. But so. Okay. Well, let's get oh. off of that one. Yeah. One up me on that. Jeez. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for my best thing of the week, I just saw it on the Facebook tonight. And even though we're dogging on Facebook, it is handy to keep track. Mr. Bo Boston of B&K finally got hitched uh, with the woman. So been engaged for several years. Good, good gal. And so happy for Bo. And so I thought I'd throw that out there as my best thing of the week for that little bastard. So um, way to go, son. Finally. Yeah. At least he was sure of it. Oh, so. I got one other one. Oh, okay. Little honker pride. Honkers are in the semifinals oh, yeah. of football. So yeah, the state half a competition. Yeah. It's probably the highest. It's probably the highest lake you've ever flown to the sun. I'm sure that uh, I hope that the people are ignoring us for a couple more games. So, it just doesn't seem like it could be true. That'll learn them. Yeah, it's been a long time yeah. since we were worth talking about football. Is that so. is that one A? No. A, I think two A. Like lowercase A. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, so you get you guys might have to play Hapner. No, one A six man football. Yeah, Hepner's two A. We might have played Hepner. Or, I don't know. Like, they're talking about bumping us back up to three A, yeah. which would Hepner's make us the smallest. Can't beat Hepner. No, I'm, I don't think Hepner's even in the mix right now. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, it's, it's a point of honker pride right now that they're doing pretty well. So just, well, I hope, uh, yeah, I hope they win. I'll let uh, enjoy the moment. Yeah. We're not. So. We're not exactly known as a football powerhouse there is neither, that the, yeah. neither are the beavers and they're uh, bowl eligible now yes it's been a long time definitely has Which been bowl? yeah uh we can't get hung up on details like that so yeah, yeah. the gold uh, cup bowl yeah the uh what's that like the there's always some like lawnmower company yeah so anyway they just fell just out at the rose bowl technically Oh yeah. If I think if Oregon loses to Utah this weekend and I think Did you WSU, say Utes? Yeah, and oh. WSU needs to lose as well and we win. And then we beat Oregon. I don't know. There's some well there's always a eventually there's a mathematical way out of it. Yeah. So cool. Well, anyways, we're gonna wrap this up episode up. I think everybody. Thanks for uh listening. Appreciate the comments. So make sure you can find us anywhere a podcast is found or on the YouTube or on here. Join us live when we start doing these things. If you got questions, comments, concerns, make sure you send them in. But most importantly, until next time, just keep on reaching, gang.